0: welcome to the it is written podcast as doubts about god's will arise the world resorts to feelings and experts we go to the law and to the testimony of god's word in today's episode we're going to take a look at genesis chapter one and the boundaries god made when he
1: created the earth and all it contains so how did the universe get here how did mankind come to be there's a lot of different answers that people give to those questions. Definitely. A lot of scientists today say that about 13.7 billion years ago, there was an infinitesimally small singularity that exploded with a great explosion, and the whole universe came out of that Big Bang. Yep. And it's kind of random, and it's not, not guided by any mind or any personal being or anything. It's just random chance that occurred. Right, And that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. You know, what are the chances that the Library of Congress was occurred because there was an explosion in the printing shop? Yeah. Or what are the chances that Mount Rushmore had just been uh, developed by erosion or by natural forces? Right. You know, we know that if there's something that shows design, there's a designer. If you're out here in a field and you, you uh, plow up a rock, mm-hmm. you know it's a rock. If you plow up an arrowhead... You know, it's not just a rock, right. it shows carving and, and design and things like that. We know what's designed and what's not, and clearly the creation of the universe and, and of mankind shows evidence of design. I heard one time a story that was funny, uh, that a mother had taken the alphabet cereal her son liked mm-hmm. and wrote on it, please take the trash out, mom. <laughs> But he decided that was probably just random stuff that the cat knocked the box over, and uh, yeah. you know those words just appeared out of those letters. We know better than that. We right. know, know that had to be his mom. That couldn't have been just a random assortment of letters that happened to appear in that order. And another thing to think about with that is that man is a, 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 an intellectual and emotional being. Mm-hmm. Did those qualities come from random chance? You think about what's the chemical composition of hate? How much does love weigh? How much hydrogen is in an honesty molecule, or whatever? Those things are not material things, right? And so there has to be a personal God that created personal beings. How is there any basis for right and wrong, for a sense of ought, for a conscience, if this is all just chemical processes that are randomly occurring? Yeah. So I think the Bible's answer is much better. Genesis chapter one says that God in the beginning created the heavens and the earth and it describes that creation and there's so much we see about god in the creation that i'd like for us to think about one thing we see is god's organization in verse 2 of genesis 1 the earth was formless and void that is it didn't have any form or shape Mm -hmm. and it was empty now what god did on the six days of creation was to create the forms and then to fill them. Mm-hmm. He formed and he filled. On the first day he formed the light and the darkness and separated those. On the second day he separated from the the clouds from the waters on the earth. Right. The third day he separated the dry land from the waters. Right. Then in the fourth day he filled what he had formed in the first day. He put the stars and the sun and the moon in the sky in the, in the light and the darkness. Yes. On the second day he filled what he'd formed on the on the fifth day he for, filled what he formed on the second day. He made the fish and the birds to fill the sea and the sky, right? And then on the th- on the 6th day, he created the land animals and man to fill the dry land that he made. Seems like a pretty orderly sequence. Very orderly. God is an orderly God, and and that's helpful for us. And he created boundaries for these things. He kept saying And uh, everything should be created after their kind, should propagate after their kind. And he separated these things. He separated the waters from the waters. He separated the day from the night. And land animals could only have stayed on the land. They couldn't go in the water. Right. So God is a God who has boundaries. And I want you to look at that a little bit in some other passages. Look at Proverbs chapter 8 for a moment. And what we're going to see is God has a pattern of creating boundaries. And the scriptures emphasize the boundaries for the sea. Read Proverbs 8.29. Sure. This is wisdom speaking in Proverbs
0: 8.29. When he set a limit for the sea so that the waters would not violate his command, when he laid out the foundations of the earth. He
1: set a limit for the sea that the waters would not violate his command. That idea is copied several times. Look at Psalm 104. You've got that same basic teaching that there's a limit. There's a, there's a marked out place for the waters. So Psalm uh, 104, would you read 6 to 9?
0: You covered it with the deep as if it were a garment. The water stood above the mountains. At your rebuke, the water fled. At the sound of your thunder, they they hurried away. Mountains rose and valleys sank to the place you established for them. You set a boundary they cannot cross. They will
1: never cover the earth again. Again, the boundary for the waters. You've got that theme in the Bible. Another passage that we won't look at that you can jot down is Job 38, verses 8 through 11. But then look at Jeremiah chapter 5. Another passage that talks about the boundary, the limits that God set for the waters. Just the idea of God setting authoritatively the limits that he wants them to have. So if you would read Jeremiah 5, verses 22 to 24. Do you not
0: fear me? This is the Lord's declaration. Do you not tremble before me, the one who set the sand as the boundary of the sea, an enduring barrier that it cannot cross? The waves surge, but they cannot prevail. They roar, but cannot pass over it. But these people have stubborn and rebellious hearts. They have turned aside and
1: have gone away. And let's stop there. Yeah. So this eternal decree the sand is the boundary sand doesn't seem very strong no but it forms the boundary for the seas yeah. and we see that boundary it, when there's a storm surge even just a few feet high it's devastating to us yeah. can you imagine what would happen if randomly every few years the atlantic and north america traded places yeah. and suddenly we were underwater here and the atlantic was dried up yeah. we depend on that boundary for the seas now if with that background look at proverbs chapter 5 Because God creates boundaries for our waters as well. And in Proverbs chapter 5 and verse 15, he's talking about the immoral woman. Read verses 15 to 17. Drink water from your own cistern, water flowing from your own well.
0: Should your springs flow in the streets, streams in the public squares? They should be for you alone and not for you to share with strangers.
1: So just as God set the limit for the physical seas, so he sets the limits for our waters and our desires and so forth, and we need to respect the limits and the boundaries that God sets, as it would be a disaster if the earth didn't respect those boundaries. So it's a disaster for us morally when we don't respect the boundaries God gave us. Yes, absolutely. Well said. Another thing you see in the creation is the, the strength of God's word. In Psalm 33, you have the idea of God just declaring things. He would say, let there be light. And there was light. Look at Psalm 33, verse 6. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. Just the breath out of God's mouth, the words that he spoke, created the whole host of heaven. In verse 9, for he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. God's word commanded everything. Until he spoke nothing existence existed, he spoke it into existence. We need to respect the authority of God's word for us as well. The same way that he commanded the creation, he commands us. Yeah. And it's to our detriment when we don't respect him. Another thing you see about God in the creation is that he would evaluate his creation from time to time and saw that it was good. Seven times in Genesis 1, he sees that it's good. Right. That's his job. When mankind tries to see whether it's good, like Eve did, she saw that that fruit was good, yeah. she wanted to take it, man's not the one to decide what's good. Okay. God is the one to decide that. When the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were good in Genesis chapter 6 and took them, it was disastrous. We need to follow God's commands as to what is good and what's not and not try to decide that on our own. So. We've looked at a
0: lot of examples of that previous episodes, haven't we? about Jeroboam is a good example of that. Someone who thought it would be good will set up all the altars up here and they won't have to go down there. But he was not
1: right. Just because it seems good doesn't mean that it is good. Only God knows what is good. Right. The last thing I want you to think about with regard to the creation is the power of God. I'm impressed in Genesis 1 when, when God talks about the creation that in Genesis 1.16 God made the two great lights the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night, he made the stars also. That's literally, and the stars, as if it was an afterthought, and the stars. But you think about the stars. Yeah. That and the stars. Do you know how many stars there are in the Milky Way galaxy? No, I don't. For, more, <laughs> for what we can tell, about 400 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. About 170 billion galaxies we've been able to see so far. A light year is nearly 6 trillion miles, and the distance across a galaxy is about 100,000 light years, and between neighboring galaxies about 10 million light years. And that's all covered by and the stars. God's power is incredible. We need to really come to honor and respect and trust God. We need to listen to him. We're no match for him whatsoever. And by seeing God, God as the creator and seeing the characteristics of God in his creation, we can learn so much and we can come to have such fear and respect and praise and admiration for God and what he's done. I do have a question going back to what you were saying about boundaries. Um,
0: there kind of seems to be a push in our culture that we're the most free whenever we
1: exceed boundaries and when we push past them. I don't know you could speak to that. We like the idea of going out of bounds. It's sort of exhilarating. It proves our ability, our freedom, our uh, independence. But we're never better when we go outside the bounds of what God said. When we follow the Creator's instructions, it works out so much better. When we try to give ourselves freedom and independence to cross God's lines, it always ends up in disaster, just as it does when the waters exceed a little bit the limits of the sand, it's destructive. Yeah,
0: and so Jesus said, take my rest upon you. You know, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. When we submit to the boundaries of King Jesus, there's a lot more comfort and rest. It it
1: just works so much better. When we we put the right fluids and the right things in the car, when we don't try to fill up the gas tank with water and uh, the, the coolant, the, the radiator with uh, oil or something like that, it works better. It always works better when we follow the instructions of the manufacturer. Yeah, well said.
0: Thank you for listening to the It Is Written podcast. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with us, feel free to send Gary an email at garyfisher. 1063 at gmail.com we hope you have a blessed day